Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Jamaah. محبت کا زینہ باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم باہاروں کی آمد صبا کا ترنم نکاح دے مسنو دکھے دل کا مرہم یہ فرما گئے ہیں رسول مکرم Six minutes after 11 South African time Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum It's a beautiful Tuesday morning On our program The Bliss of Marriage Haji Suleiman Eswap is my engineer On this beautiful morning, mashallah He's a full of life, full of energy, full of smiles, and he's looking, mashallah. He was actually uh, singing that nasheed. Subhanallah. It's, it's a beautiful meaning, by the way, Haji Suleiman Esop. Yes, it's a very, very a beautiful meaning. Uh, so Haji Suleiman Esop will be my engineer from now till 12 o'clock, inshallah. Of course, Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is uh, the name. And um, I want to welcome all of our wonderful listeners of uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and company on this morning, beautiful morning. And I want to welcome the listeners of uh, Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah, Wal Jama'ah. Where are my wonderful listeners? Where are our, our wonderful listeners, Haji Suleiman Esop? I see everybody loves Nat Kirat. They, uh, they say, Molana, Haji Suleiman Esop says, Molana, when are you coming to join me? No, he's right. I owe him, I owe him. I'm going to join one of the weekends, inshallah. We're going we're gonna to rock it, inshallah, Haji Suleiman Esop. <laughs> one listener asked me, say, uh, maybe Haji Suleiman Esop, he is a not reciter. I said, no, he's not a not reciter. He just does the program not kirat. Yes, it's the 17th of Rabi'ul Awal, 1445, which is also the 3rd of uh, October, 2023. Our beloved, honorable, respected for the Hazrat Molana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein Hafidullah has just joined in. So let's welcome him into the bliss of marriage. Ustad, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Ustad, wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu fikum wa arafat and jazakallahu khairan to our engineer. Brother Suleiman Esob, mashallah. <laughs> I see he's smiling there, Ustad. Ustad, just before we start, inshallah, what our questions are, there's many questions that came in now. Uh, what's Ustad's program uh, for this coming week, Ustad? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulil kareem. Amma ba'd. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. 
Today is the 17th of Rabi'ul Awal, 14.45. Tomorrow, Wednesday, inshallah, we will be there in Bella Bella, Wombat, Asr time. The Imam is Moana Ibrahim Rabat, <coughs> mashallah. And then after Maghrib will be the program in the Masjid. After Isha, we will proceed to Makupani, that is Potchitas Resportis. And there, our host is there, Brother Munir. Mashallah, he invited me. So, inshallah, we will be there Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night in Portis. So, Thursday night, we will be there, inshallah, for the program in Potchitas Res, the Masjid there, Makupani, Qari Abdul Hamid, Jumma also, Friday time will be there, Jumma time. Afternoon, we will proceed, inshallah, there to Polakwani, and that is Petersburg, and Friday night, inshallah, in Masjid Firdaus in Polakwani, and then we'll come back, inshallah, there to Brother Munir's place. So that is our program. Allah, Jalla make it easy and accept it, inshallah. Well, so there's a listener from Africa, that's what it says here. Is it the job of the eldest sibling? to look after the younger siblings if their parents are divorced from Africa, Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Remember when the parents are divorced, then we must remember if the children are minors and so forth, then they will be by the mother. And when they grow up, and then, then they will be by the father. But if the father, mother, both of them are like incapacitated, they themselves are old and sickly and so forth, then you, the elder brother and the other brothers who are elder, that you should take care of the younger brothers because you are like the father now and because your father is there. But remember, the divorce took place and they got their own turmoil going on. So yes, everyone should play their role. Quran Sharif states that the A also must also take care of you know others. So Al Bil Al Zaman that if that young brother passes away, so the parents will inherit and then the siblings nobody will inherit. But remember in a case like this we will say that if the father can look after them, then he must look after them. If he cannot marry, then you, the brother, should be assisting not only one brother, all the brothers who are elder than this younger one, then they should be there to manage them and help them, give them direction, orientation in life. Somebody says here, Ustad, that my wife left me the honorable, respected Mufti Sab, but I did not leave her, Ustad. Is she not sinful to get a fasakh without my presence? She's currently going to Cape Town, Ustad. Remember that your question is again half-truth and half-lie. You say your wife left you, but why you don't say why your wife left mm. you? You see, you'll go, you'll want to use me and use us so that the fatwa, the verdict must be given in your favor. And then you can say, see, this is what AK said. That's not, that's not right. You must remember that, that you are concealing. What did you do? Did you have an affair with another lady? Did you take some drugs or what have you? I'm just thinking aloud. This is the normal things that normally happen. Or did you assault her and hit her and so forth? And therefore she went away. So the first thing you have to inform us, why did she go away? That's the first part. Second part, yes, she is wrong to go to Cape Town and apply for a fasakh and so forth. Fasakh cannot take place until and unless 
unless both parties are present. But the main thing is not the fasakh for now. The yeah. main thing is, what did you do that frustrated her and made her so crazy that she left home and then she went out of the matrimonial house and everything are there and then now she landed up there in Cape Town and applying for fasakh and so forth. So that fasakh, even if it's granted, is not valid. Your nikah is still valid. But you are the guilty party because you must have did something that drove her to that extent that she left the home, my brother. He says I only abused her three times but I never mean it to start. It was all my mistake. You see, that's the thing. Well, you don't speak of that initially. We have to do fishing. You understand? Give you bait and pull out. Give you bait and pull out. And you say, no, you only abused her three times. Meaning you gave her a good hiding and assaulted her and everything three times. So she should go to the police and lock you up. That's my advice. You must remember that. If you did it once, we can still say it's a mistake. But three times you did it. So she should go to the police and say, this chap here, ABC, he assaulted me and gender violence and all. That is a serious crime. Even though our government is so soft on crime, but at least that they consider. So that's where you belong, brother. Never mind she went to Cape Town. That is wrong on her part. But you, Islamically, she has all the right to go and lay a charge at the police station against you for gender violence and beating her up and assaulting her. And then you must go to trunk, you must go to jail and sit there quietly. Then those guys there, they will panel beat you up properly also. Then you will come right, you see. So both of you are wrong, brother. You'll try and always want the fatwa in your your favor, Mm. but you don't give the true story. Half truth, half lies. You'll mix everything up. (laughs) He says he wants to come and see Muftis up to explain to the whole story who started. No, I don't accept all these things. I don't have time and all these type of things to that. I'm just here to help you. Mm. I don't know you. I don't know your wife and I don't want to know also. I just gave you both parties are wrong. You are wrong. You beat her up. You Mm. assaulted her. She's wrong. She went away to Cape Town and so forth. So if you want to reconcile, then both of you must ask for forgiveness for one another and in that way look forward and you must sign a document there. The document you must sign that if you assault her again, then she will have the right to divorce herself and that is called Tafwizul Talak. Write that document down, both of you sign and let it be signed by two witnesses. So in that way you both ask one another for forgive one another and then you continue with your new chapter and new life. That is the only way you can solve this problem. I see there's a new lesson of Ustad says that uh, Muftisab whereabout is Merkaz Sahaba and is Merkaz Sahaba a big factory or company? Myself and my wife we want to look, we're looking for jobs, we want to join Merkaz Sahaba Ustad. No, there's no job here, we don't have any vacancies here. Yeah? <laughs> so mashallah, there's not a big factory, nothing, we small little chewing gums, you understood? So that's why we got very small staff, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, but you keep on mashallah making dua for us and you keep on listening, but we don't have any vacancy. No for male, no for female, my brother. Maaf about that, but you keep on listening, inshallah. Mm. Somebody says, Ustaz, for what period of time can a husband and wife uh, be separated? Our Sheikh says the most that it is six months. So now we separated for almost two and a half months, Ustaz. 
So you must remember that what your sheikh said, that also is wrong. So you must remember that if the husband and wife are separated for one year, for five years, six years, ten years, so still they are considered as husband and wife. If the husband passes away, the wife will inherit. The wife passes away, the husband will inherit. The husband passes away, the wife will have to sit in Idda, even if five, six years or ten years. Because you, the husband, did not issue talaq and you didn't utter the word divorce or write it out and so forth. To think that if six months pass automatically, then a talaq will take place. There's no such thing in Islam. Now that is the law. But what is desirable and so forth and undesirable? So in Islam, you must remember Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu who was the second greatest personality in this ummah after Sayyidina Abu Bakr, then he said, Umar radiallahu anhu, obviously Mustafa Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu sallam was, is, will always be the most beloved, the most precious to all Maitya Allah in the entire universe. So remember that Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu, when they used to send out people in the part of Allah for jihad, for dawah, whatever the reason was, it would not exceed for months because once every four months the husband must be there with the wife so he must remember these things here and when he goes out he must make all the necessary arrangements he can't just go out like that and leave the wife and children and nobody to make arrangements there so all that is wrong also so therefore I said that what your sheikh said six months also is wrong so four months is you must remember the maximum period the ideal situation if the person has to go somewhere and so on and so forth but remember that what is in people's mind that for six months or one year or whatever and then there was no ta'alluq, no contact, no nothing, huh? then automatically that nikah breaks, there's nothing like that in sharia. It can be five years, ten years also. You still will be considered as husband and wife Islamically. The question says a young lady is going through a tough time right now, Ustad. Her husband was having an affair with her cousin and she's finding it very difficult to forgive and forget. He ran away to his home in a foreign country to start with all cash he left no cent for his girls aged three and baby eight months he now threatens to take both kids away from mother if she don't stay with him the question is can a woman ask for divorce what who do the kids stay with can she accept zakat can the jamiat help Ustad? so here there are four or five different questions you must remember that so let's just put everything into context right so now you, sir, if I'm wrong on any part, then you must fill us in. You, the way I understood the question, you're a South African lady. So you got married to a Pakistani or an Indian or Egyptian or Moroccan or somebody, right? And then he, your husband, according to your question, he started having an affair with your cousin, meaning that the laws of Parda and oh, therefore Islam is the oldest <laughs> laws. So that we must be separated, male, female, and all these type of things, because once you open the doors, then it leads to one thing to another. So now your cousin used to visit your house, yours to visit, and he had evil intentions, ulterior motive, one thing led to another, and according to you, they had an affair and so forth, right? And thereafter, you must remember that you know, your marriage was already on the rocks because now of his adultery and so forth, according to what you are saying. So thereafter, he said, I better split from here 
and he cleaned you up and took your cash and his cash or whatever and he's gone whether he's gone to Pakistan or India or Bangladesh or Egypt Morocco or wherever so according to the question you're not together now so you must just go you must remember to the ulama and tell them they must draft out the letter mm. and wherever he is that you are demanding a talaq a divorce and if he doesn't want to give you talaq and divorce and if your story is true so you must remember you got 100% valid grounds for fasakh for annulment of marriage one according to you he committed adultery then number two he didn't leave any nafaka maintenance for you nor your children and three that now he's threatening you he doesn't get custody of the children he's totally disqualified you must according to your question so he's totally disqualified so don't let him play mind games with you and so forth and so on and threaten you so remember that my advice to you if your story because sometimes you'll tend to exaggerate and you'll tell because sometimes you know it is a big thing but you're going to make it even bigger mm. you see so if your story is 100% true then you spoke about the jamiyats and so forth so go to your local ulama jamiyats and so forth and go apply for a fasakh and tell them that this man he don't want to give me divorce and so forth and so you must give so they can investigate and you can tell him you don't want to reconcile with him because of all this he stole money he's not bothered about you or the children and remember he had an affair and all those so these are 100% valid grounds for fasakh <laughs> so that will be my advice in this situation and if the need arises you must go to court because the jamiyat me and you we don't have any authority we can only advise so mm. even if the need comes and you have to go to court you must go to court to remember that for the custody of the children he is totally disqualified if he's guilty of all these things that you said that he did already so then islamically he doesn't get custody of the children he gets disqualified uh, I see the sister says Ustad G, it is 100% correct. He's an Arab. He's from Turkey, Muftisa, but very, very rich. I should have listened to my grandfather, Ustad. So you must remember the story that he's an Arab, but he's from Turkey. So that also is another story. You mean he's an Arab, but he lives in Turkey. So that will make sense. But if he's Turkish, then he's not Arab. Mm. So Arab and Turkey is different. But be that as it may, so your intention, you see, when calamities fall on us, any person, when calamities fall on a person, it's because of our own vices, our own sins, our own wrongdoing. That is 80-90% of the time. Sometimes calamities fall on pious people and people who don't commit sins regularly mm. and so. So that is lirafid darajat. Almighty Allah wants to elevate their rank and status. But 80-90% of the time, it is because we speak lies or because we committed vices, we committed sins. So Almighty Allah brings all this musibah. Now you go back five years, seven years, when the proposal came, so Turkish, Arab, very fair looking, Jamal also, and plus Mal also, mm. so you fell for all that. So your intention, my sister, with uh, what you said, so was also wrong and tainted and polluted. You didn't worry about deen. You didn't bother about piety and honesty and character and so forth and so on. Your intention was just Mal and Jamal. 
He's very wealthy and he's very handsome and he's a nice Romeo and Casanova. And then he got tired of you. Then he got busy with your cousin and so forth. You see, so that is what happens. So now you are in this big mess. Therefore, I tell you, you're listening to me <laughs> so many years or months, whatever it is. I told you a hundred times, thousand times. You, the daughters, sisters, always take permission of your parents, make mashura with them. When you leave your house, you must have the blessings and the du'as of your parents. Then, inshallah, that marriage will survive. And remember, it will be barakah, blessing there, and so forth and so on. But now you didn't listen to your elders. Now, after two children, now all this mess you are, you say, yes, I should have listened to my dada or nana, my grandma father so you see you must also share the blame and say yes i am so you become one wiser now but we all make mistakes in life so inshallah my advice according to what you're explaining mm. and he now buzzed off to turkey or wherever arab country or wherever egypt or morocco or wherever allah alone knows so you must remember the best thing for you will be you go to the jamiats and whoever give them your whole history geography whatever and apply for a fasakh and so forth. That is my advice to you. I see the sister is crying, Mustad. She says, I'm still young. I'm your Betty. I'm only 23 years old. And she says, I was very, very naive. Can Muftisab make the fasakh, Ustad? I don't get involved. I never ever made fasakh in my life. You must remember, I was 20 years in Newcastle, so everything there, Qasim Shema, our principal, mm-hmm. he used to handle, yes, sometimes he used to call me, I must sit there, and I must give some advice and that to the two parties and so forth. But the actual fasakh and all that Maulana used to handle, and now we came here in 2001, January, with the help and mercy of all my Allah. So many people, I said, see, my policy is this, I'll give you advice over the radio, or you'll send me a question, then I'll say that we're answering the question according, we're giving the answer according to the question. But to get physically involved, we never do this. I never ever got involved in these things. I don't want to, because you must remember, it's all messy business, you must remember. Mm. And this one get upset, that one get upset, then they want to fight and all that. Where we got time for all these things? We don't have time to answer all the questions properly. Barely just manage with that. So now we just refer you, go to this ulama, go to Jamiat, go to this one, that one. So I don't do that, sister Muff. Mm. Allah Akbar, subhanAllah. Ustad, somebody says, is it permissible to space children out using a contraceptive? Ustad? Not permissible. All these are the Western value systems. You must remember, you look at our forefathers. You must remember that my father-in-law, mother-in-law, 11 children, so 10 sons, one daughter, and mashallah, that everybody happy, everybody got married, and so forth, and so on. So, but the Western world, Allah Ta'ala grant them Jannatul Firdaus, the Marhumin who passed away, and so for some are alive, the children, some passed away, and the father-in-law, mother-in-law. But you take, you must remember that the Western system came, then the TV came in 1976, you must remember, then the Edwards started playing, and then they bombarding you. How can you have five children? 
children and eight children and six children and so forth and so on. So you, you will harm your body and then the expenses, then there will be population explosion and so forth. So what must you do? So you must then, you must have a condom, you see. So the, now in the two days ago, two, three days, today is what? Tuesday. Maybe Saturday or Sunday. And I would put in my news, but it was a weekend, so I forgot about it. I just remembered now. So yeah, in South Africa and other countries now, they're going to give the woman a vagina ring, you know, see, <laughs> and this type of thing. This is news, you can read it, and so forth. So say, no, you see, all this is shaitani, yet you must remember this type of things here. Yeah. So the Western system is based on shaitan. You must remember that. Now we want to mimic them. We think that what they are doing is for the betterment. That's why they put covered and all these things. They know messes are asses, you understand? We got herd mentality, you see. So we just follow the pipe piper, follow this one, follow this one, follow that one. So you must remember in Islam, when you say Muslim, when you say Islam, it means you must learn and follow what Almighty Allah taught us and believe in it from the bottom of our heart. We must follow and love Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and unconditionally, unreservedly, we hand ourselves over to Almighty Allah and Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We follow the beloved Sahaba Radiallahu Anhum as mentioned in the Quran, chapter 9, verse number 100. And we follow the Awliyaullah, Wattabi Sabila Man Anaba Ilay. So follow the path of those who turn to me, chapter 31, verse 15. So that is what, not follow the Yahud, the Nasara, the Mushrikeen and idol worshippers and all that. All that is haram. So all, there's no place for all this, that you want to use contraceptives and thus and all. All these things got such bad and terrible side effects. You don't lead a normal life, you must remember. Something and something must go wrong because you are changing the natural system which all Allah created you with. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, what constitutes zina? Ustad. So zina, you get muqaddamat of zina, the introduction to zina, and one is the actual act of zina. So all Allah, Jalla teaches us both in the Noble Quran, Wala taqrabu zina. Do not even go near zina. Do not approach zina. Do not even go near it. Why? Innahu kana fahisha. It is something that is obscene, indecent, and wasa asabila. And it's a horrible, terrible road and a path, a path of destruction and a path of ruin. So if you want that verse, so all Matthew Allah Jalla wala, has mentioned it in Surah Bani Israel, chapter 17 and verse number 32. Chapter 17 and verse number 32. So let's take examples of this in our time. People sending emails to the female. So now, oh my darling, oh my poppy, I'm missing you. And all this boyfriend, girlfriend, it comes under this. Oh, you must remember that you send videos to one another and you know your snaps to one another and so forth. Or you chat on on this thing, WhatsApp, or you chat by telephone and so forth. So all that is zina. So you must remember that, muqaddamat of zina. 
So therefore, muqaddama means introduction. Therefore, Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, zina al-aynayn, that the zina of the eyes and nazaru ilayha, that you look at that woman and so forth. That zina al-yadayn, that zina of the hands is you feel her, touch her and so forth. Zina al-rijlayn, you walk towards her and so forth. So these are all various examples. Then you have the actual, that also is not permissible. Then you have the actual act of zina, fornication, adultery. The person is not married and penetration all that took place. So you must remember both parties must be given hundred lashes in public. Surah 24 and verse number 2, Surah Nur, the beginning. So both parties, you must take them out in public and lash them up hundred, hundred lashes. Obviously, we can't do that in our country, but that is the punishment Islamically. So other countries, Muslim countries, they're supposed to do it, but, but they, they are the Muslims themselves. You take the leaders, prime ministers, presidents, majority of them in a Muslim country are not Muslim. They by name Muslim, they hate Islam if you look at it. So you must remember that some of them are Muslim, but majority are not. So where are they going to implement Sharia? And if the person is married, husband, wife, and so forth, both of them, Allah forbid, one of them, Allah forbid, commits adultery, then, and remember, then is the death penalty, you mm-hmm. see. So there are more than 50 Sahaba who narrate the Hadith. If you want the names of them, go to Takmila Fathil Mulim or Mufti Taqi Usmani, then you will find the names of the 54 Sahaba who narrate the Hadith of Rajam, that you must pelt them to death and so forth. So therefore, Islam promotes and advocates a pure society. Today, you must remember, we see that air hostess, we see that lady in the bank, we see the neighbor's wife and daughter, and we start chit-chit with them and we laughing giggling it's all zina that zina meaning the starting of zina <laughs> so the eyes zina then the hands zina then the feet zina so all that then that leads it to go you start mm. gravitating to one another so and the shaitan he beautifies all these things here what he says mm. the satan lucifer he adorns and beautifies it and you must remember he'll tell you people are doing it today so you also do it so that is how everything starts so therefore I learned this dua read it now with me hadith authentic in Mustad Ahmad all of us should read it young and old male and female Allahumma oh beloved Allah hassin ha sword noon Allahumma hassin farji Oh, Almighty Allah, that you protect my private part. Today, people got rifle repairs, you see. <laughs> I told you this morning in the news, views, and interviews that the principal in the Jutta school day in Israel, principal, mm-hmm. and he has affair with 70-year-old learner and student. So now he's caught guilty. So for him, there will be adultery, you see. And she was also wedding partner, for example. Then she is guilty of fornication. So death for him and hundred lashes for her. So that is the Islamic law if she both parties are consenting and so forth. So anyway you must remember so in that case there 
So now what happens? People, they promote these vices. So then you have rifle repairs. You know what is rifle repairs? Mm-hmm. Now he got AIDS. Now he got sexually transmitted diseases. And now he got this. And nothing can function properly now. <laughs> so because everywhere you're just parking. And then they go second step. Then you get the gays. Then you get the lesbian. Then you get the transgender. And all these shaitan yet goes on, you must remember. So that is what shaitan has said. Mm-hmm. Chapter 4, verse 119. I will command them and they will change the creation of Allah. So see from way to way it went to. So we must always, I was telling you the dua, Allahumma hassin farji. Oh, Almighty Allah, protect and fortify. If you must study the philology of this to appreciate this. Hisnun Hasinun. <laughs> Hisnun Hasin is a dua kitab. It means that it's a fort. In the olden days, they used to use a fort. From there, they you are safe inside, and from there, they used to shoot against the enemy. So you're asking Allah, fortify my private part. That we don't use it in the wrong places. We use it in the halal places, you see. But today's world and Western society, they glorify all these things here. They will advertise for it and tell you no it's very good for you and all that Allah forbid mm-hmm. so read always because no, we're not Yusuf salam. anybody of us can fall Allah alone protect us Allahumma hassin farji so always read that dua hmm. Ustaz, before we go for an interval beautiful answer they will start uh, Hazrat me Javid bai I propose a girl Azadval girl want me but parents girl say no I from India I tell true story I was married, but family India now finish. I divorced them. Hazrat, you make safaris for me and speak to girls' family. I like girls too much. I have shop, business, etc. I'm 44 years old. Girl is 28. I look after her if say yes. She won't run away, but you make safaris for me. Javid Bai, Ustad. Javed bhai, main kaise safarish karunga aapke liye? Main na aapko janta hu, na aapke walidain ko janta hu, na janta hu kaun se ilaka ke hai, aap India ke, aap Palanpur ke ho, aap waha Chakmalpur ke ho, ke Mirzapur ka ho, ke Kolvatpur, ke Dabelpur, ke Katorpur. तो मैं तो नहीं जानता हूँ तो हम सफारिश तो नहीं कर सकेंगे हाँ मैं मशूरा जरूर दूंगा आपको आपकी उम्र है चवालीस साल 44 और इनकी उम्र है 28 साल 28 तो फिर जो है जाहिर बात है इनके वालदेन जो है वो इनकार करेंगे और आपने अपने पहले बीवी को भी तलाक दे दिया अगर मैं भी उनके इस लड़की का वालिद हूँ तो मैं भी इनकार करूंगा आप तो सफारिश की बातें कर रहे हैं मैं तो कह रहा हूँ कि अगर मेरी साहिबजादी हो मेरी लड़की हो तो मैं भी इनकार करूंगा तो सफारिश को सवाल ही पैदा नहीं होते जावेद भाई दरिया में बहुत मच्छी है तो सिर्फ आजादल में नहीं मिलेंगे आपको अब किसी और जगह चले जाए तो हम कहते हैं ज्योग्राफी अब इनको भूल जाए और ये अब बिल्कुल दिल से निकालना 
اور ان کو بتا دینا اس کے سوال ہی پیدا نہیں ہوتا ہے کہ وہ گھر سے بھاگ جائے اور یہ وہ پھر میں والدین کو کہوں گا کہ جاوید بھائی کو پکڑ کر اور خوب پٹائی کرے اور مرمت کرے آپ کی اگر آپ دونوں بھاگ جائے یو نیور انڈرسٹوڈ واز گوئنگ آن دس از واٹ ہیپن جاوید بھائی از فرام انڈیا He divorced his first wife and all that. That's what his story is. But he's 44 years old and he got shopped and whatever you. Now he says he's madly in love. Allah alone knows all this madly business. Therefore they call it madly because you go mad sometimes, you know. So madly in love with this girl in Azad, but she's 28. So when the parents heard the story of their daughter of this guy, they refused. So I told him, he's telling me I must intercede on his behalf. So I said, how can I intercede? I don't even know you. I don't even know your family which part of India you come and all the poor poor you were hearing so you must remember I said no I won't do that yes what the parents said I agree with that and if I am the girl's father even I will do that I will say no you can't marry this boy here one is the age is a problem one is you divorced her and then you're from India and lot of problems they might be so therefore I told Javed Bhai forget her and you got the many fish in the ocean and this but in the ending he said one thing that we must never forget he said that she will run away from home so I said if she runs away and you also so remember then the parents must catch you and give you some good panel beating and a good threshing you must remember and you Betty I don't know who you are who's your daughter you don't even think of that mm. you will tarnish your parents name tarnish your reputation and remember it's absolutely haram Betty I don't know you I don't know your parents but I'm giving you mashura just listen to your parents mm. forget this India brother he was married before and his age is almost your double you is 28 you 28 or whatever you you is 44 so just forget all that ask Allah Ta'ala Allah will give you someone better that is my advice inshallah <laughs> I see Javid Bhai say me usse behad muhabbat karta huzda oh aap Allah se behad muhabbat kare to phir Allah Ta'ala all rasta khol denge walladheena amanu ashaddu hubba lillah he says I love her madly so I told him forget her and love Allah madly Allah. Allah says the true people of Iman they intensely in love with Allah then Allah will open many doors for you Allah make easy for Javed by Bizarre Javed by you see Sahaba time it was an incident you see so it's an ajeeb incident when we used, when I used to teach sometimes even I used to cry you know so one Sahabi his name Muhith you see his name was Muhith and then his wife's name was Barira you see So Barira said, I don't want, I don't want, it's out, I don't want. So mm-hmm. they came to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and then that, you know, he said, and uyunuhu and all that tasilu ala lihyatihi. The tears and all that were rolling. There you must remember that. So just going, you must remember on his beard and all that. And he used to walk around the gullies, alleys of Medina. I want my wife. So when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, she don't want you, <laughs> then, then Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, you want to go? She, see, she asked, Ya Rasulullah, you commanding me? Or you inter-? She said, no, 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 I'm just out. So then Nabi finished, she can't. So yeah, you must remember that Javid Bhai is like that. Javid, mm-hmm. if you know the meaning of Javid, mm-hmm. Javid means lamb. 
بھی زندگی تو انشاءاللہ آپ فورٹی فور ہو نا چوالیس تو انشاءاللہ اسی پچاسی تک آپ پہنچ جائیں گے تو اور بیوی مل جائے گی آپ کو انشاءاللہ جاوید بھائی تو انشاءاللہ اس کو بھول جانا انشاءاللہ ہے جاوید بھائی When it's uh, 14 minutes uh, to 12, it's a beautiful Tuesday morning. I want to welcome the listeners of Sirius FM and the listeners of Marqa Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Yes, uh, I see a few listeners are asking for the podcast. We will be sending the podcast out. And uh, remember, our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. 084-786-3132. International Overseas Listeners Plus 2784-786-3132. We start, let's go to France. There's a lesson that says here, Dear Honorable Mufti Sahib, I have a concern regarding my son's school. The teachers have informed us that they will begin teaching about sexuality. However, my son is only seven years old. I am considering changing schools, but it seems this topic is being taught in many schools, Mufti Sahib, now. My question is, should I proactively educate him on the subject before the school does? Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. My brother, my sister, you are there in Paris, in Paris, or you are there in other parts of France, you know, Marseille and wherever you. So my advice to you, you know that Macron and his party and them are anti-Muslim, anti-Islam. They want to destroy the Iman. They want to destroy the Haya, the shame and the modesty which Almighty Allah has given a child from the day he or she is born. He, Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Innal Iman wal Haya aqurana'u jami'ah that Iman and faith and Haya, shame and modesty are two partners. Ida rufiya ahaduhuma rufiya al-akhar that when you see the Iman disappears, then the Haya, the shame, the modesty also disappears. You know the amount of immorality that goes on in France and all the haram things that go on. When the shame and modesty disappears, then slowly, slowly that will erode and remove the Iman also or it will become very, very weak. So my advice to you, forget all these schools, dear brother, and you and your wife must do homeschooling. Or you must tell them to your school, you will send your children to your school via correspondence. Then you choose the subjects you want to. Don't worry about the lousy certificates of matric and that. Today, these certificates are not worth the paper on which they are written. Remember that. So that is, you can't send them to any school. Remember that you must do homeschooling or do via correspondence and you select the subjects that you want your son to learn and so forth. So that's the best way to preserve the iman and preserve their haya and shame and modesty. That is my sincere advice to you, brother. Ustad, what do a person do if a woman's wali is not responsible and she has no responsible male wali and she wants to get married? Any advice, Ustad? So I don't understand what you mean that the wali is not responsible. So wali means your father. Nabi, first of all, is hadith. Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, La nikaha illa bi waliyin. That is authentic hadith in Abu Dawood, Tirmidhi, and Mishkat, Mustan Ahmad, various compilations. So no nikah will be valid without the consent of the wali. So wali first means the biological father. Then it refers to the biological grandfather, paternal grandfather, not nana. 
paternal grandfather, the dada, pa, o pa, sa pa, o pa. So that is what is meant. Then you go to the brother, then you go to the uncle. So all that, they are the wali. So from your family member, from your paternal side, your father's side, you take permission and then you get married. So that is what it means, you must remember. If you mean responsible, your uncle is not responsible for you, for your maintenance and so forth. That your father is responsible. Your grandfather is responsible and so forth. But if you took permission from him, from your uncle, your father's brother, because you're saying your father, maybe he's not interested or what have you, so your nikah will be valid. Remember that if your story is true, you must remember that. How should a Muslim woman be dressed at home and out of the home? Ustad? Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, gives both answers in chapter 33, verse 33. See, the Western system is such, it has totally changed the mindset of the Muslim. 90%, 80% of the Muslim ladies today, you go to Arab countries, Muslim countries, Western countries, non-Muslim countries, Muslim ladies, majority of them today are outside the home than in the home. So you must remember but Quran is saying women you must remain in your houses that is your palace and you are the queen of your palace of your home you must remember the day the industrial revolution started, get the woman out. She must be there, she must be there, she must see all the problems. You created more and more problems because you're going against the natural system which all Allah taught us. And when you go out, do not go and expose your beauty and flaunt your beauty and so forth. So today the Western system is what? Horses for courses. So when they go out they will wear miniskirt when they go to the beach they'll have bikini you go Mauritius they'll have topless and what then what goes on you go to other countries they go to no clothing nudist beach and so this is the satanic system you must remember so in Islam Islam taught us the garment of taqwa and piety that is the best even in your own home is husband wife alone there you can't be parading without clothes and all that you must remember and say no it's just my wife or just my husband Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said iyyaka wattarriya abstain from nudity abstain from all this being your birthday suit you have Hukukullah, the rights of Almighty Allah. You have Hukukul Nabiyil Mustafa وسلم, the rights of Mustafa وسلم, over us. Hukukul Malaika, just now is Zohar time, right? So now we go and read Salat. The guy next to me, he's smoking and all this, and he comes. So I tell him, brother, you're causing me harm, you're causing the Musallis harm, you're, desec- you're desecrating the sanctity of the Masjid, you're causing harm to the Malaika and Farishta and angels. So yeah, this hadith authentic mentioned in Mishkar Sharif that you have caused harm to the angels running around like that kal in Afrikaans, you say, you know, so without clothes and so forth. So no, it's just husband, wife. But where's the haya? Where's the shame and modesty and so forth? So yes, there's no laws of parda, but it doesn't mean we must forget decency and haya and morality and so forth. And when the Muslim lady goes out, she has to cover her whole body, including the face 
grace and that is compulsory not some mustahab or something just desirable it's compulsory surah 33 verse 59 and remember that go open surah 24 surah nur verse 31 وَلَا يُبْدِينَ زِينَتَهُنَّ إِلَّا لِبُؤُولَتِهِنَّ أَوْ آبَائِهِنَّ أَوْ آبَائِبُولَتِهِنَّ So in front of who can you expose your beauty? And the face is Mamba'ul Jamal, is Markazul Jamal, is the headquarters. You want to propose to a girl, you're going to look at the toes first or you're going to look at the face first? Obviously, you're going to look at the face. So therefore, all this is enshrined in the Noble Qur'an. But today, the Ummah, majority, that we suffer, from the inferiority complex we start thinking the West is the best and white is right so therefore we want to mimic them and imitate them Allah forbid <clears throat> listen to this one Ustad Harari inviting Mufti AK but Mufti AK not responding to us please don't boycott us please come Harari sisters are waiting for you Ustad they cook very nice Ummi Zainab and she says please tell Suleiman bye the sisters will ask for him Ustad Harari so, Harari, <laughs> me, I can't come. You see, when Javed, my story came, and then you must remember we went for a break, uh-huh. and then I looked at Bai Suleiman, and I told him, uh-huh. Bai Suleiman, your story and Javed, my story is very similar also, you see. <laughs> so, inshallah, I can't come, but I'll send Suleiman by there, you see. So, inshallah, when he'll go, I don't know, 2023, 2024, 2025, all that. Me, my sister, it's not I boycott. I'm not going anywhere and now. That I'm tired, I'm retired, I'm old, I'm cold now. You must remember that. I'll tell you one nice story just now. You see, your like stories before we end quickly. So, you must remember that. So, I'm not going any country. Mm. I just travel within South Africa. So, when we announced last week, you must remember that tomorrow, now Wednesday, mm. inshallah, I'll be going to Bella Bella. So that one guy tell me, isn't there one lady from Bella Bella proposed to you and she's 59 years old and so forth. So people, they remember all these things. So we have to be very careful when I go to these kind of places. You see, just now some kalas come, they say, hey, we want to get married. So a lot of problems like that, you see. So rather I sit quietly and we don't go overseas and so. But I'll send Suleiman Mota, inshallah, so he can make istikhara when he'll come. All right, sisters, me, I'm not coming. I'm not going anywhere. I just sit quietly in South Africa. You see, the cook is very nice. Though. Ah, so you must remember that day in Bella Bella, the wombat is very nice. Who <laughs> said just one more quickly? Somebody says stepson touches stepmother with lust and touches other females related to him. Is nikah broken? Ustad? Anonymous. Yes, according to Hanafis, the nikah will be broken. You must remember. You have hurma. Hurma means that you become haram on one another. So hurmatul musahara. See, I give you an example. I am married, right? So now when I marry, my mother-in-law becomes haram to me. I can never ever marry her. So when our daughter is married, so you must remember she's married to her husband. So her father-in-law becomes haram for her. 
So you must remember these things. Eh? So he can never marry her and she can never mm. marry him. So you call it hurmatul musahara. So in this case here, yeah, where the stepson, he touched the stepmother. So now his father got married, the first wife, meaning that the boy's mother passed away or divorced, whatever. So he went and he touched that stepmother with lust and feeling and desire and whatever and so forth. So that marriage breaks, you must remember that. So his marriage now is finished, you must remember this type of things there. Yeah. And now he can't just think that. So the marriage, this is especially according to Hanafis. So and she must inform her husband that all these things happen sometimes the woman they just keep quiet and one thing leads to another Allah forbid and what and what happens one day I receive a question quickly I'll just quickly tell you that you know the son-in-law he had an affair with his mother-in-law and the mother-in-law got pregnant with the son-in-law. Because you must remember, we allow all these things to happen. Just come dress there, half uh, open and, you know, nighty, and we just come and what, then what things go on. So one thing leads to another, then you must remember these type of things. So the haya, shame, modesty, is all an integral part of our iman. Allah Ta'ala protect us. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا مرحبا مركز صحابة أونلاين راديو Empowering the Ummah